And she tells him, I don't know how he got away. <laughs> he ran. Yeah, I was like, he used his legs. You you confronted him and then had no plan for what to do if he just left. That's the one thing I can't combat. <laughs> Running. Hey there, this is Audrey from the future. And I have to confess something. I accidentally deleted my half of what was supposed to be episode four, uh, the Slim City episode. So all I have is just Allison talking to nothingness. Uh, We have plans actually this week, uh, it is currently January of 2022, to rewatch and re-record this particular episode, especially because it's such a good one and such a bizarre one. So that just means that for now, we're going to skip straight ahead into episode five, which is actually double trouble, y'all. It is a two for one sub special. Neither one of these episodes got the Deke dub treatment. And I wonder why. Let's find out. Welcome to Sailor Moon Therapy Hour. My name is Audrey. I'm Allison. And I'm so excited to do therapy with you today. <laughs> Me too. And just, you know, uh, asterisk, this is not therapy <laughs> at all. <laughs> we are not licensed therapists. We are not licensed. Do not get your therapy from this podcast. And I don't think the Sailor Moon TV show is a licensed therapist either. No, it is not. And neither is the creator of Sailor Moon, Naoko Takuchi. Even when she does Sailor Moon says. Yes, that should not be misconstrued as therapy. Construed or misconstrued? Is construed a word? Yes. Oh. Construed means to, you know, to, per, to I can't say it. I can't. <laughs> Cut all of this. My vocabulary is gone. <laughs> exactly. Well, they mean kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, telling a lie versus telling, saying a thing versus saying a fake thing. I'm but so, both times you're saying a thing. I'm so, this is a yeah. good tangent. Yeah. The, this tangent brought to you by ADHD. <laughs> Sailor Moon English class hour. <laughs> we are not licensed English teachers. No, we are not. So uh, normally what we do on this podcast is we are watching the entire Sailor Moon show from the very beginning because we both grew up on it. And, and we are watching the old version. The old Which means the dub. old school dub. Yeah, the really bad one that you can't even legally buy anymore, <laughs> really. So very hard yeah, to find. Yeah, don't ask us how we found it. Um, but we have a special week this week because... There are two episodes, actually, that just didn't get translated, and we are here to find out why. Yeah, why did Deke Entertainment, not to be confused with Dick Entertainment, decide that <laughs> Big these Dick episodes were not suitable for their children's programming that they were invested in? Yeah, and I was- I don't know. I was pretty surprised on this one, so we'll get into it. Um, so I watched an episode of the sub called Something About Scent of a Monster, um, do you want to look up that episode title for us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Because I, I always love the episode titles. They're so intense. Sailor Moon scent. I think it is just scent of a monster. Oh, yeah, scent of a monster. Chanella will steal your love. Ah. Yeah. Who's Chanella? Ooh, I Find will out. tell you. So. to give Brief a, summary first. Yeah, and hold on. My dogs have decided to... Hey, hey. Basically, this episode is about, um, what am I trying to say? I'm going to cut all of this. So, All right. Take a moment. Gather your yeah, thoughts. Let me. It, it's a, this is part of therapy. <laughs> breathe in. <laughs> breathe out. Connect to your body. <laughs> grounding, grounding. I feel the floor. I feel. <laughs> oh, God. So this is about a haunted pet store. Well, it's not really haunted, but it's... Oh! Yeah, it is run... I know, right? You'd think it was about perfume. I thought so, too. I assumed. But it sort of is, because the pet store is called Perfume, which is an interesting... Wasn't it Chanella's scent will, like, seduce you or something? Yeah, Chanella's... Chanella will steal your love. So Chanella is a type of pet that... Chanella's a pet? Yes. I thought she was going to be, like, a seductress. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, and... She's not both. No. (laughs) It is a a made-up animal that literally nobody notices is made up. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, we're yeah. just adding Chinellas to the world of Sailor Moon. Yeah. And is she made up in Sailor Moon or is this just an animal that exists in their universe? I think it's made up in Sailor Moon because these okay. are actually monsters or like little monsters that are connected to like the monster henchwoman. And they smell so good. Everybody loves the smell. And it's like kind of a mix of like a bunny rabbit, but really furry. So like almost like a golden retriever kind of long hair. Oh. And so everybody and like. scented. Yeah. And scented. They're like, oh, it smells so good. Oh, kawaii. Like, <laughs> There's something very disconcerting about like. Actually, it sounds like something they'd sell in a toy store. Like this pet comes with the scented. Yeah. Uh, you know, your pet mm-hmm. is strawberry scented. But like in real life, can I, I can't think of any pet that you're like, my pet is, one of the appealing features of this pet is it smells good. Yeah, it's really I can only really think strange. of the other direction. <laughs> yeah. I think I it's... guess there's flowers. Are flowers pets? I mean. Well, maybe they, do you think, and I don't want to go on a tangent here, right. but do you think this episode started out as Little Pet Shop of Horrors with like evil flowers, and then they were like, we got to change it. Let's make it bunny rabbits. I don't think so, because the whole episode kind of revolves around... Luna and then her brother Shingo. Um, not Luna's brother, but uh, I was like, Luna brother. has a brother. Luna's got a brother, and so oh my god, this episode is actually really important for this. S- is wait, whose brother is it? Uh, Usagi's brother. I, okay, I knew yeah. she had a brother. I did not know what his name was. This is the reason why we don't uh, remember him is because I think this is probably his biggest episode, and he gets cut. Yeah, absolutely. Much. Do not want him in our children's TV show. He's inappropriate for children. Bunny rabbits are inappropriate for children. Good smells inappropriate for children. Yeah, okay, it was very strange. I'm kind of struggling to figure out why they didn't bother translating yeah. this one. Uh, so basically, that is the shtick for this episode is like evil bunny rabbit things. And if you look into their eyes, their eyes start glowing and then you get like seduced by them. So like you're just obsessed with that pet and all you want to do, like they literally are even like they'll they'll bring them to school, all the students and they hide them in their desk when the teacher comes in, but then they're like, oh, I can't take it anymore. I have to look at it. It's so cute. And so then everybody pulls their things out. Yeah. And then they get really violent if you try to take it away from them. Is this a meta is this a metaphor for cocaine? Maybe for Tamagotchis. (laughs) (laughs) They're very similar. Yeah. Cocaine, Tamagotchi, cocaine on your Tamagotchi. I don't know. And do you remember how if you didn't feed your cocaine regularly? It would, <laughs> and it die. poops. Your little cocaine just poops. <laughs> you have to clean it up. I almost bought a Tamagotchi a couple of weeks ago because they, they're at Target. Like, you can get one. Nostalgia. I know. I really want it. Incredibly them. dumb. <laughs> yeah. So this episode is actually really important, I think, for uh, Usagi's character growth. So obviously cut it out. Delete it. Exactly. How dare they? So that's who the bad guy is, is like the Furby thing, whatever. But this is the first time that she on her own starts to investigate. Like she notices that something's wrong. Good for her. And there's a scene like when she first starts, you know, the the battle or whatever, which we'll get into later. She's like, oh, usually this is about the time that Tuxedo Mask bails me out. And, And then Luna's like, no, you need to stop depending on other people you need to do it yourself and so she does and he never shows up oh my gosh and i don't want to spoiler but my episode which i watched the one after which also wasn't translated was also really good i really loved sailor moon's character growth in it and i just realized i didn't even notice no tuxedo mask which makes three episodes in a row with no tuxedo mask he didn't show up in the last one either growth arc no, he wasn't. Remember, because wow. we, we commented on it because it was the first time he hadn't shown up to save yeah. her and she managed all by herself. Good for her. I'm excited. Yes, yeah, so this is the very first time that she has her own agency with, like, investigating. That's really cool. So let me let me summarize the rest of it. So basically what happens is Shingo is, which is her brother, he's terrified of cats and Luna was out late researching, I guess, looking for the moon princess, which put a pin in that because I was really confused. She acts she's so tired from being out all night investigating things that she accidentally goes and falls asleep in his room instead of Usagi's room. And so Usagi is woken Easy up. Easy mistake to make. I, so Usagi is woken up from a lovely dream where she's hugging Tuxedo Mask and he's so cute by Shingo screaming. And so she goes into the other room and uh, it's because he's terrified of cats. And I don't know if I should get into why, but... I feel like we've seen him in the same room as cats, like, as Luna before, but maybe not. 
Oh, I guess not, because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if her family knows she has a pet cat now. I think they do, but this is the episode where... Her dad, remember her dad saw her out walking with Luna and was yeah. like, who's this? And it was like, does she not live in your house? How do you not know? I know, right? <laughs> so it, in this episode, Luna officially becomes part of the family. Okay, that's she cute. She goes freaking out. Soggy, you know, gets Luna and, you know, goes downstairs to breakfast. And this is where she's officially asking her parents if they can keep Luna. And Shingo's like, no, no, I don't want it. I can't see in cat's bath. I mean, fair. Yeah. Her parents tell them that they need to figure it out together. Um, so later at school, and then poor Luna, her her arc in this episode is her trying to become a better pet. <laughs> so she, I feel weird about that. I know. I think she comes to the conclusion at the end that she doesn't need to bother being a pet. But she it's so cute because... She walks by the pet store first and she see she sees them being real cute and she goes, oh, I guess that's how you do it. And so she tries to go up to Shingo while he's at school to be like, Meow? and try to, mm-hmm. you know, get pets and he freaks out. And then he and another little girl that I guess he has a crush on, they end up going, he goes, oh, I just don't like cats, but I would like a pet. And she goes, oh, there's a new store open. It's called Perfume. Let's go. So they go in and then he falls in love, obviously. Sorry. I know I keep interrupting your, your short oh, summary, but the pet store is named Perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very sketchy name for a pet store. It's a very strange name for a pet store. It's not yeah. perfumed pets or anything. It's just perfume. <laughs> Buy this pet. Rub it on your skin. It'll be great. They're all obsessed with how they smell and they're so cute. And so he immediately falls in love with one. And this woman is practically giving this stuff away. And I did have a note about, you know, at the very least, these bad guys aren't greedy when it comes to money because they're just giving this stuff away. So obviously he takes one home and then he doesn't want to leave his room. So Usagi um, goes in. So Usagi wakes him up the next morning to go to school and she's all ready to go to school. And she like, you know, nudges the door open and he goes, no, I'm going to stay in because he's literally still in the same spot from the night before, just staring at his pet because it's sucking all the life energy out of him. And you can see his cheeks get sunken in and stuff. And so she notices that the pet's eyes are glowing. And it's interesting that it's a family member. Maybe that's kind of what gives her the, the pressure, the motivation Mm -hmm. to go out and yeah, because she notices that and she's like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then when she goes to school, that's when they all, like most of her classmates have one of those little pets. And then the teacher, Miss Haruna, which thank God she did not get a pet this time. I feel so bad for her. <laughs> Almost getting to the brink of death every episode. I'm actually kind of shocked that she didn't get a pet. She didn't, but she does get punched in the face by a child. <laughs> A child that's Serena's age or a child yes. that's Shingo's age? Oh, yeah. nice. Because she tries to take the pet away because all the school, the schoolmates are, are freaking out because they, they try to hide their pets during class, but then they just can't wait, you know, more than a minute to between seeing their pet, I guess. And so then Miss Haruna is trying to take it away and she just gets like knocked the F out. <laughs> uh, and then all the kids who have pets leave. And so they're starting to get really violent about it. The other thing is, I don't remember if this happened before or after, but Shingo kicks Luna because he goes, oh, I don't want your stupid cat. Yeah. I know. I was shocked. Inappropriate activity towards a cat. Usagi does some, um, now that she's got like two basically strikes on these pets, Mm -hmm. she decides to go check it out for herself. And she's a little bit scared to go in, but then Darian shows up (laughs) and... And makes fun of her so much that she forgets that she's scared and goes in. <laughs> I honestly dig their vibe so much. Yeah. It's it's funny because a lot of times that type of like, we bicker and we like each other yeah. isn't my thing. But I don't know. I find them very entertaining. I, I love enemies to lovers stories. It's like my favorite romance trope. Yeah. But sometimes it's like a crutch they'll lean on where they're like, we mm-hmm. don't like each other. And that means we do like each other. And yeah. this one doesn't have that vibe. It feels more real to me. Yeah. Like we just really enjoy bickering with each other. Like, they seem to be having fun when they bicker. Yeah. It's foreplay. But, you know, she's underage, so not yet. <laughs> corrections corner. I have a corrections corner. Ooh. That's, I am stealing that term from another podcast. Yeah. Here's my corrections corner. I was like, how old is he? So I went to look it up. And what I found out is that it's actually pretty mysterious how old he is. He has his own apartment. And it doesn't, it doesn't agree between the manga 
and the anime. Oh. So in the manga, he... Well, here's the thing. I Part of the reason you think he's an adult is that he doesn't have a parents and he lives yeah. alone in an apartment. But, like, that's just because he doesn't have parents and he lives alone as a child. It's very confusing. <laughs> Maybe we'll... I don't... I can't explain that. Maybe we'll find out. But, yeah, he's just a child that doesn't have parents. Whatever. And then... In the manga, he's apparently maybe 16 when the story starts, huh. 17 very shortly thereafter. So he's somewhere between 16 and 18. In the anime, he's definitely at least 17, probably closer to 18, maybe up to 19. And he's already just started college instead of just about to start college. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. Because it makes <laughs> it creepy. Because it sounds like Naoko started it with a very reasonable age gap. A much more narrow age gap, a much more reasonable age gap. And he seems older. Yeah. He actually I was looking too, and in the manga, in the manga his face doesn't look as old to me. Hmm. And in the anime his face looks older. Yeah. And he's He's also living alone. He's in college. He's so tall. He's so mature. (laughs) Yeah. Well she's so child coded. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just weird, right? I don't so anyways, my conclusion is the thing about cartoon characters is age isn't real. Who knows what, what they are. We just work with it. Yeah. Okay. So that was my, my tangent was I said he was in college and I'm like, now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how old he is. <laughs> He's a question. I don't know where he goes. I don't know who his parents are. Do you think he was born grown up? Like just came straight from the moon and landed in He's that apartment? He's from Earth. He's not from the moon. Oh, is he like He's Sailor king Earth? Of Earth? Oh. He's king of Earth. Oh. I mean, he may have been on the moon in the I past because they're like reborn. Yeah. But he's originally the king of Earth and she's the queen of the moon. Oh. I think. I, this is reaching way <laughs> back into my childhood memories. But yeah, he's somehow tied to Earth and she's tied to the moon. And then originally they were on the moon and now they're going to start up Kingdom on Earth. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to completely tangent that, but. <laughs> Brought to you by ADHD. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so where was I? Um, she goes in, sees it. She falls in love with one of them because Luna comes in because Luna is also investigating it. And she goes, don't look into its eyes. But it's too late. She already looks into its eyes and she takes it. And so she's just like carrying it in her hands, just staring at it as she's walking home. And you just see like all this. So Luna keeps trying to get her attention and be like, you need to get rid of that. And she threatens to kick Luna. And yeah, so you can tell that there's a major personality switch because they're so obsessed with these things. And then this little girl, it's such a random shot, but this little girl on a trike falls over and skins her knee and is crying. And Luna's looking from the little girl to Usagi because I guess normally Usagi would run over and help her. And she's just looking at her pet walking right by. And then nobody ends up helping the little girl. (laughs) But yeah, because that's when she threatens to kick Luna. So Luna, um, I guess, just steals the pet out of her hands somehow. And then... So I think at this point, we're doing, like, full details of the story. We're just going to, like, go piece by piece. Apparently, I cannot do a quick summary. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Just checking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I keep distracting you, which is part of what's happening here. Um, Next time, I'll just... Next time I have to do a quick summary, I'll write it beforehand because I think that'll be easier for me to get through than doing it off the cuff and I'll, I'll try not to interrupt constantly <laughs> with my factual my my correction corners we should start with correction corners before we go into yes. summary we may need to give it our own name because I did steal that yes. from a very good podcast called my favorite murder oh yeah I thought that sounded familiar so. maybe it's got to be like sailor correct like sailor Sailor says, I was wrong. <laughs> okay, so to finish this up real quick, apparently just dropping the pet behind a bush is enough to break the spell. But putting in the desk is not. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Maybe Luna killed it because she literally steals it, jumps over a wall behind a bush, and then comes back and it's broken. So she oh. must have snapped its neck behind a wall. <laughs> maybe Luna ate it. Mm, maybe. It smells so good. <laughs> but good for Luna. Okay. Yeah. Luna's kind of a badass. She is. And there's some stuff in between that I can't remember because she transforms when she's at home, I think. But then she goes back to the store to fight them. And the the pet shop lady turns into this giant, like, lizard dragon person. 
And then she turns all of the other kids into that as well. And she's like little scaly monsters. And so they're all chasing her. And that's when she goes, oh, usually this is when I get bailed out. And of course, Shingo is in the lead. And Luna's telling her, you need to do your moon tiara thing. And she goes, yeah, but Shingo's there. I don't want to hurt him. So then she learns a new spell, which is like moon tiara moon dust or something that I guess just completely clears their um, monsterness. And they all... And never does that spell again. Yeah, I, I don't think I remember that one. And it's also the exact same animation as throwing the frisbee uh, tiara anyway. She has a lot of powers. Yeah, she really does. So she fights and wins the lizard queen lady. Um, Shingo thinks that she's Sailor V. And he asks for an autograph. <laughs> and she's trying to hide her face so that he can't see her. And so she tells him, well, no, I'm Sailor Moon. He goes, oh, I don't care. Like, oh, you're so pretty. I'll get you your autograph. And so she tells him, um, yeah, I'll give you an autograph if you will accept Luna as a pet and be a really good, like, pet brother or whatever for it. And then the next scene is he's at the breakfast table, like, cuddling Luna and giving her little pieces of ham. You can cure a irrational phobia of cats mm-hmm. by being told to stop being afraid of cats. Problem yeah, solved. By Sailor Moon. So... And yeah. yeah, I guess he thinks she's so pretty, which is something I won't comment on that. <laughs> oh, <huh. laughs> so, so that's the episode. Um, and then Luna's officially part of the family at that point. That's cute. I like yeah. that we have an official reason that she, or wait, yeah. she got adopted. Cause as I said, I'd kind of forgotten, but I think she's been sneaking in the window. She must've been. And no yeah. one has known she was, was living in the house. And what, that's why the dad had the thing where he's like, oh, look at who's this. And it's yeah. like, it's cute. And now they're like, now she's part of the family. Okay. Yeah. And that's the parents cute. were real cute about it. They were like, oh, now we're a family of five. You know, it was very cute. So since you mentioned Sailor V, mm-hmm. I actually want to circle back because you said, let's put a pin in this. Yeah. You said that Luna was maybe doing research to figure out who mm-hmm. the moon princess was. And this is very interesting to me because I remember we talked about this was that as a kid, I don't remember this being in the anime, but it was in the manga, mm-hmm. which was that they didn't know who the Moon Princess was. Like, Luna finds her and knows she's a sailor soldier, but doesn't know who the uh. Moon Princess is. And there's this whole big misdirect that it's going to be Sailor V. And I don't remember that being in the anime. And maybe yeah. it's because they cut some of these episodes that would have set that up. Which made it so much weirder when Sailor V showed up and she had all this weird backstory that was so irrelevant to everything. Because it made sense that, oh yeah, this legendary hero who's already fighting crime and is already like looks a lot like you and you're modeling yourself after her that she's going to be the moon princess. And so it's a good misdirect. Whereas in the an- in the mo- way I remember the anime being, it was like she just showed up and she had this weird backstory, but it didn't really mean anything. And you're like, what was that? It was very strange. And... I wonder if they just felt, I think, I'll bet that there are just several episodes that are completely cut, kind of like this. And I had another thought. What was I going to say about um, the Moon Princess? So for some reason, I thought that Luna had said she was the Moon Princess, but now that makes sense that she knows she's like a sailor senshi, but. Well, and it's possible she did say it in the dub at some point. Yeah. That they just put that in. Because didn't the dub start by saying you're the moon princess or whatever? Like they had that whole backstory. Yeah, because they tell you the whole, you already know. So I think they'd already told us that she was the moon princess, but I don't remember. The other thing is like, I I don't know, Captain Obvious, if there's a sailor scout for the moon, don't you think chances are she's the moon princess? Well, that's why it's Sailor V and not Sailor Venus, because she could be the moon princess and you're just Sailor Moon. But she's Sailor V because she's Venus. Yeah, but I don't know when they find out she's Venus. Although maybe they do know that immediately. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. And it doesn't help yeah. when you delete episodes that provide context. No, it doesn't. So one comment, the very first comment I wrote down was like, I looked ahead at some of the episodes and it looks like we actually do get to meet Sailor Mercury soon. So yeah, so I, this is actually one of my theories too, because so we have this current episode we're on, we have the episode I did, and then there's some weird very strange episode and then we have sailor mercury and then right after that we have sailor mars and they're the only ones that are in the japanese like intro animation Mm -hmm. because i think they're the only ones for a while yeah those first three now this is what i find really interesting because my brother was pointing out i love my brothers keep telling me things about (laughs) sailor moon it's great maybe they should have a sailor moon podcast i know right 
that in the new Sailor Moon Crystal, he was like, I think they just jumped straight into those guys. And it's true. They do like Sailor Moon first episode, Mercury second episode, Mars third episode. Like they skip all of this setup. They're like, we're going, we're Is going. Is this the new one? Yeah, the Sailor Moon Crystal. Wait, but I thought that they all were already a team because that's the the something circus, right? Like the dark circus or whatever. Sailor Moon Crystal is just a reboot of the series. Oh, wait, they redid it? Yeah, they rebooted the series recently. Oh my god. It has it was supposed to have art more similar to the manga, mm-hmm. but I found it it wasn't my favorite. It was kind of unexpressive and under-emoting. Oh. Um and so I found it kind of very pretty but kind of low energy. Okay. Uh, that was my opinion. But I only watched like two episodes, so if anyone out there has a different opinion, it's not a very informed opinion. Mine isn't. Yours is probably more informed. <laughs> I know I'm watching what I'm watching later this weekend. Yeah. So you'll have to, or, or we could save it and do it as Ooh, a as a, um, as a little like mini episode. Yeah. Because, but so I thought it was interesting that they jumped straight into that, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that one of my theories is that maybe part of why they're cutting these episodes that seem kind of harmless. Is they're just trying to get ahead to the Sailor Senshi in the same way that they put them all into the intro in the American version. Like they just don't trust kids to be interested if you don't get the fire shooting princesses onto the screen as soon as possible. How soon did it happen in the manga? I don't remember. It's been a long time. But I think at least the intro of the anime follows some of the, like, I know some of this intro stuff was in the manga. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably had a plot with the brother and a plot with Luna and blah, blah, blah. So I just wonder if maybe that's part of the motivation. Wasn't that these episodes were problematic, but they were just like, how can we cut this down? Yeah. My only thoughts on why they might've cut this one out. Well, I've got a couple thoughts. (laughs) Obviously kicking Luna Punching a teacher. Punching, I thought punching the teacher, that's imitable behavior. But that also seems very easy to cut. Exactly, because it's just these quick little moments. There's nothing, like, for example, the one with all the tarot and stuff, that would be really hard to cut out completely. So I understood why they would think maybe for a conservative Mm -hmm. American audience that wouldn't work. But when it's just this quick, these quick little shots, it would be so easy to edit. Maybe, like, the little girl skinning her knee and nobody helps her. I don't know. My only other thought is that... (laughs) big pet store got to them because it's a bad look (laughs) (laughs) okay i love the idea that pet store is like controlling the animes that are on tv that that's a new take for me i thought it could be that it was too much of a drug analogy i don't think it's a drug analogy but we could really lean into this they're sniffing it it's making them weird they're buying it from strangers on the not on the street strangers in pet stores called perfume i mean maybe they think the perfume part is really confusing it's changing their behavior they have to have more yeah i'm just disappointed that they cut this episode because this yeah. is the first time that she takes it into her own hands and i feel like that's very and important it's about the little brother which yeah. seems very relevant i think that that would relate to children but yeah and especially because she has that great moment where she specifically doesn't want to hurt her brother I guess she could give a fuck about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Normally she just, those gym bros last time where she was just like, let me throw my pew, thing at you. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, like why, why do the gym bro, why even do the diet one and not this one? Yeah, that one was way weirder. And I was going to say that though, and I thought my episode that I watched was really good, although maybe had some more reasons they might mm-hmm. cut it. But the episode after, which I just saw the teaser for, it looked really weird. And like maybe one you could have cut. <laughs> yeah. Like why this one? Oh, <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> this is why she went home. So when the spell breaks, Usagi runs home to steal Shingo's pet out of his hands. And she just straight up slaps him <laughs> across the face to take it. okay yeah and then he runs away with the pet and so she figures out he's at the store and that's when she transforms the only other thing that i thought was kind of funny was like the monster lady had this giant like dragon lizard tail and a very conveniently flashing spot at the base of her tail literally was flashing (laughs) and luna goes is that what you aim for luna goes her weak spot is at the base of her tail Is this a video game? <laughs> I know. It's like flashing. So convenient. I wish all bad guys had a flashing weak spot. <laughs> on their 
base of their tail, which is also kind of a weird spot. I wouldn't think to aim for if it wasn't flashing. Yeah, I don't know. What what did the bad guy look like? Did it look like a giant bunny? No, she was like a scaly dragon monster with boobs. Ooh, yeah. with boobs, of, yeah, course. of course. Yeah, I mean, you have to. <laughs> Interesting. Dragon dragon monsters have boobs, right? If they're how will you know if they're female? I don't really have any other notes uh, that I have not been covered yet. This besides, this was an important episode for character growth, and I'm sad that they didn't translate it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think we when we knew these were weren't translated, we thought that we'd be seeing something. We're like, oh, there was something yeah. shady, something. And you're like, uh, I mean, it seems like just a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't like little girls having agency. I don't know. Another one for big pet store. I, <laughs> Damn you, big pet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Peta. <laughs> They're like, adopt, don't shop. Do not let people eat the small little bunny rabbits. Don't kick the cats. I do think that we have time to get into the second one because we've only been going on this one for like 20, 30 minutes. So, okay. Well, then we will do two for one. Everyone, do you feel fortunate? No, I'm actually super excited to talk about mine. And maybe we'll be able to kind of combine them and and figure out if there's some more commonalities Mm -hmm. here. Because I did have some thoughts as we were talking and I was thinking about mine. So I watched an episode called Protect the Melody of Love, Usagi Plays Cupid. Aww. Which, again, I, I love their long names. Yeah. And first of all, I really liked this episode. I thought it was super, like, good character growth, good arc, amazing art, some weird stuff in it. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, this was a fun episode. So let me try to summarize it briefly. It is an episode where the bad guys are using evil music to drain people's energy. But it actually goes on this whole tangent because the the evil tape gets taken by the wrong dude and they're chasing this dude around and trying to get it back. And so there's this whole arc with this guy who's a musician and he likes this lady who works as like an agent at the company and they're kind of caught up in this and he's talking to Sailor Moon and she's like, oh, neat, the grown-up world, grown-up, you know, romance. And she wants to help them get together and save the guy from the monster. And... Of course, they do manage to defeat the monster and get the two grown-ups together, and it's very cute. That's a great summary. Thank you. <laughs> so that's the the premise of this episode. And I would like to say that they did start the episode with, you know, in the Japanese version, it always starts with some little, like, Sailor Moon talking. And she's talking about the setup where she's like, an evil monster is trying to destroy grown-ups' dream of finding love. Or the grown-up dream of finding love. The way she said it was very unnerving to me. I don't like the way she kept talking about grown-ups. But <laughs> then she goes, I bet that Bach, the father of music, would be really mad. Is he the father of music? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is he? I was, I, so yeah, I had two questions. One, would he be really, is he the father of music? And two, would he be really mad? Do they have a preference for Bach over like Mozart or Beethoven or? <laughs> I don't know. It really, I, it stood out to me. I wonder if that's just a turn of phrase in Japan. Oh, maybe. So my notes for the episode, we start with Queen Barrel down in, 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 in the bad guys, which, and I felt like they spent longer down there. Normally mm. we see that same set of, yeah. of images with the crystal ball <laughs> and it's just kind of like a little, just reminding you she's there. This one, we, I felt like we had a little bit of development and the funniest part, she's listening to the evil music and it's on a little cassette tape Oh my god! and she has put the cassette tape. It's, it's inside of her crystal ball. <laughs> The crystal ball is playing the cassette tape wow. from inside. And so there, she's listening to the cassette tape on crystal ball, which is how, how evil people listen to it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, yes. So this is music. Um, and and they have a like a, a, some flowers that are being wilted by the music to show that it's evil. But the flowers are in an evil vase with like spikes on it because they're evil people. Right. But it does nothing to her. It does nothing to her. It does nothing to any of the bad guys. Uh but it does wilt the flowers, and they say that's because it has subliminal uh, messages in it or whatever. And my brother, who, again, was watching with me, turns to me and goes, does subliminal messaging work on plants? <laughs> and I don't know. But do you remember Josie and the Pussycats, where they're, that was the bad oh, guy they were yeah. doing subliminal messages? In the, in the live-action movie. Yeah, and I have a very clear yeah. memory of you being obsessed with this one line, and it makes me laugh every time. Which what is, line was it? it's like towards the end and one of the little like side characters 
misunderstands some interaction. She goes, oh, you slept with him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't remember the rest of the context, but and yet it does sound like something I would get obsessed with. Um, <laughs> like you kept saying remember. it and then I would say it. It's I, so funny. I get turns of phrase stuck in yeah. my head and then I just start saying them. And when, and they're always the turns of phrase that when you don't have the context for why I'm saying it, it's very alarming. Yeah. Well, it's just like also her delivery as well. You mm-hmm. slept with him. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've discovered that, you know, this is it. And so then she pulls the tape with magic out of the crystal ball, gives it back to Jada. She's like, this is going to be great. Go for it. And Jada gives it to like a red haired evil monster lady to go deal with. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Molly and uh, Usagi, Serena, in their bedroom, I guess Molly's bedroom, listening to music. And I'd like to point out, they're listening to music on a CD player, oh. which one, reminded me that it was the 90s, and it was like, ooh, CDs are the yeah. cool thing. And two, tells me that the bad guys are behind the yes, times. Yes, they are outdated. Outdated technology. So I thought that was really funny. Uh, and they're listening to jazz music. What? And Serena's like, wow, you're so mature. And Molly's like, yeah, I just love jazz music. And then also they're talking about the artist, whose name is Yusuke Amade. And that they think he's very interesting. And that's going to come up because he's going to be the guy. Okay. So we are going to run into the artist later. So cut to smash cut to a sad man in the rain, (laughs) holding sad flowers, wearing sunglasses in the rain. What? And he's like. He's so cool. He wears sunglasses not only at night. Yeah. In the rain. (laughs) It was very strange to me. And he's looking at a building and he's like, this is the day I tell her. Because he's clearly in love and tragically in love. uh, But shy to tell her. But we go to the building, in the building where his love interest is, and I can't remember her name. I wrote it down somewhere. A Chico or something like that. I'll find it later. But she's in the building, but we haven't seen her yet because we actually catch the monster lady who's already in the building. Because the monster lady, and I actually never really understood what this building was or what the plan was. She's going to put the tape, I think it's a recording studio. And she's going to put the tape in the recording studio and it's going to infect all the other music in the recording studio Uh, so that that music will go out in the world. That's my guess because they never really explain it. Hold on. I just have this image because they're so behind the time. She goes in, she's got this tape that she's got to plug into a deck somewhere and she can't find one anymore. (laughs) She's like, what do I do with this? Yeah. I mean, that seems probable because there was a few times where you're like, I feel like you didn't try very hard to solve this problem. So she's getting ready to put the tape into the thing. I don't know what that was going to accomplish, but she's just put it into this little tape player in like the studio. And I don't know if she was going to play it or what, but right as she puts it in, someone comes in, a lady comes in and she, I guess she hides. I don't know where she went. The lady is the girlfriend, the what, or the, the crush that the guy has. And she comes in and takes the tape. Cause she's like, Oh, here it is. I almost forgot it. It's the wrong tape, but she thinks it's something she needs. So she goes walking off with it. And the late, the evil monster lady who's still there is like, I'm going to murder her. And she does terrifying evil hand like her fingers get really long and her nails grow like a foot and she's like "Ah." and (laughs) this episode had amazing imagery they did some really cool artistic shots and colors Mm -hmm. which is part of why i'm so sad they didn't translate it because it was really gorgeous episode like they often do some interesting shots but this one whoever was doing the art direction really good i forgot to tell you this lady this monster lady is associated with bats uh, they oh. never explain why. I don't know the... Oh, you know what the connection is? I just realized this. It's sonar, because she uses noise as a weapon. Oh. I just realized this. But that. I don't understand the connection between the last lizard lady and perfumed pets. Well, that one was that dragons <laughs> hoard good-smelling objects. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lizards smell really good. Yeah. Sailor says. Lizards. Oh, oh, mesmer. Oh, Wait, no, dragons don't do hypnosis. Medusa kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, hypnotism. Anyway. So she arrived, by the way, when she arrived in the music studio, she arrived via bat teleportation. Ooh, useful. By which I mean, like, a swarm of bats and then there she was. That's pretty cool. Like vampires. Maybe she's a vampire. Yeah. So she does the crazy evil lady hand. She's about to kill this girl. But then another dude walks in. And so they get away because I guess you can't kill two humans you can only kill one human that's a very strange the first of many examples of i don't think this monster lady is very competent at her job yeah (laughs) because she's gonna spend basically the rest of the episode chasing this tape around while it is in the possession of 
a human that she for some reason cannot get it away from. So the, uh, and the, the girl, the woman's name is Akiko. Okay. So she meets her, the guy who is, I guess, a musician that works for their studio, but he has a crush on her and she seems to like him fine. She's like, oh, hey, I brought you your demo tape that you needed back. Um, and he's like, it's your birthday. And he's clearly trying to like get ready to give her the flowers and say something, but they get interrupted. Um, someone's like, oh, we got a problem. It's a work problem. So she has to go back to her job. And she's like, oh, don't forget to think of a really good title for your song as she's leaving. And he's standing there and he's like, oh, if you were paying attention, I'd already come up with the title for the song. And literally written on the tape is a waltz for Akiko. Aww. <laughs> and she just. <laughs> and I was like, oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's something I would do. Oh, she didn't notice. He named it for her. She did not notice. And I would say. You know, she's not picking up what you're putting down, but she, she's into him. She just ha she's, hasn't noticed yet. So uh, then we cut to Sailor Moon, who's coming home from Molly's, and I guess Usagi, who's coming home from Molly's. And she's like, with Luna, she's like, I'm going to stop at the game center. And Luna's like, it is way too late to be going to the game center. Sailor Moon's like, I don't care. I'm a game. <laughs> and there's this scared man running down the street. It's the dude. And he's clearly terrified of something he's running. He wham slams into her knocks her over oh my the gosh. kind of uncomfortable scroll up of her like on the ground that made me feel weird was like the like the skirt covering one from that one episode a couple yeah like they didn't really do anything obviously sexual about it but it still felt kind yeah. of weirdly sexualized in a way i couldn't explain yeah usagi goes from like what just happened to like standing over the man screaming i'm like excuse you what are you doing it was kind of <laughs> funny and the man's like please don't kill me and he's not, like, being dramatic. He's terrified. He's still freaking out. He's terrified. Is this the musician, or is this a different... This, and it, it, yeah, it turns out to be the musician. Okay. And we know, as the audience, that he's just been given the evil tape. So I was like, did he listen to the tape, or is something happening? Wait, hold on. Why was he given the tape? Why did... It, so Akiko... Oh, yeah. So remember, the evil lady was going to put the tape in the mm -hmm. recording studio, but the other lady showed up and was like, oh, this is my tape, and took it. And the evil lady couldn't get it back for mm -hmm. some reason. And the other lady went and goes, here's that demo I meant to get you that's your tape. But it's not oh. his tape. It's the evil lady's tape. Okay. But she did put it in a box that says a waltz for Akiko. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's running around. There were a few points, too, when I think there might have been two tapes. And I really lost track of which tape was which. So there's some weirdness there. As I said, they also weren't real clear on what the plan was with the tape. Yeah. But there's a tape. So then we cut to the man talking to Usagi. She has an umbrella and he doesn't, so they're walking together, which I did took me a while to realize why, because otherwise I was like, why are you just walking with this strange man? Yeah. Like a grown-up man. It was, you're 14, he's a grown-up, he's a stranger, something strange is happening here. He's told her, someone's after me. There's a monster after me. And of course it's going to be that evil yeah. lady who's trying to get the tape back, but is just really bad at her job, <laughs> because... This should have been easy. If she can teleport by bat. Yeah. And he literally flashes back to how he figured out the monster was after him, which is like he's walking out of the whatever with his tape, walking around thinking about his girl. The monster lady like attacks him in an alley with, again, amazing imagery, like all these cool artistic shots and colors. And it was really cool. A swarm of bats that like, and then they cut to like the shadow of the lady and the bats come in and she turns into a giant Ooh. shadow bat. It was really cool. But he runs off. So he's like, oh my gosh, and he runs off. He's He mentions, I'm working at Giga Get the Jazz Club, I gotta go to that. And Sailor Moon goes, jazz? And then he's like, and I'm so sorry about your, uh, you know, clothes, here's some money, I, or I wanna, I wanna cover your dry cleaning, here's my card so you can call me and get the dry cleaning covered, which sort of works, although again, it's this adult man giving this person yeah. his number, but whatever. But on his card, it says the jazz musician's name, and she's like, uh -huh. oh my god, it's him! She decides... Something weird's going on. She's going to go look into it. Kind of worried about the monster thing. Luna's kind of worried about the monster thing. And she's also just really interested in this guy and this girl he likes. She goes to look into it. And actually, it's pretty cute because she's decided, like, I need to help this guy with his romance and this monster and stuff. And Sailor Moon, the whole episode, is really invested in the love story. She's going to help this dude because he seems really nice and he has a girl he likes. And also, she's really invested in, like, I kind of want to see what the grown-up world is like. Yeah. And then Luna's really invested in, like, do you think this monster's evil? What I liked about this episode is that it's another one where she has a lot of agency. Like, she decides she wants to do this. She does the investigation. She solves the problem. And at some point when, when they're going off and she's like, I'm going to go do this thing. And Luna's like, you know, Luna's been like, it's really dangerous. And she's like, it's also really cool. And she goes off and Luna's like, sometimes I wonder if that girl really gets it. 
But like the whole episode is like, I mean, Sailor Moon solves the problem. Yeah. She's just approaching it from a different angle. And what she'll say several times is, I fight for, because at some point he's like, why are you helping me? And she's like, well, I've, I'm the soldier of love and justice. Exactly. I, I, I'm the defender of love and justice. And she is. She's the defender of love mm-hmm. and justice. And so she's really into this romance arc and she's going to help them out. So they go to the jazz club. She can't get in because she's a kid, <laughs> but she does her disguise pin and turns into a sexy musician. Yeah. She says, turn me into a hot musician. She's now wearing, like, a crop top, and, like, she has green hair. Ooh, I'm gonna have to watch this. Right? It was pretty cool. But Luna can't get in because she's a cat, so Luna pretends to be a neck ornament. (laughs) Why doesn't the disguise pen work on Luna, too? She's a cat. (laughs) No, I don't know. Good question, though, because Luna, isn't it? I mean, they called it the Luna pin in one of them. Luna's technically a human or something. Tough luck, Luna. You're gonna be a drapey neck ornament Mm -hmm. so luna's playing dead in the club hung on serena's shoulder we cut again to the bad guys and it's the lady and she's talking to jadeite in the underworld but she's talking to him like she appears to be like in a junkyard looking at a pile of broken tvs and all the tvs are lit up with jadeite huh and it was very cool imagery but i do not know what that meant (laughs) like what's happening here i think somebody just thought that was a cool look right and she tells him i don't know how he got away he ran. Yeah, I was like, he used his legs. You you confronted him and then had no plan for what to do if he just left. That's the one thing I can't combat. <laughs> Running. I thought he'd just stand there while I killed him. I don't know what happens. <laughs> She's real not good at her job. Again, in the jazz club, we got the guy playing piano. We got Sailor Moon and neck ornament Luna hanging out. The waiter comes over and is like, what do you want to drink? And she's like, I'll take a cream soda. And he's like, uh, we don't sell that. And she's like, okay, I don't need anything then. And he's like, uh, uh, and then he just leaves. <laughs> it was really cute. She like falls asleep at the table and they wake up and the, the piano guy are gone. And she's like, oh shoot. So they got to go chase him. And now I didn't understand this scene at all. Cause there was something about the guy is talking to somebody. He's like, I've left your car running in the garage. And then what? he's like, he takes an elevator. I think he's in the garage, but the bat lady comes. It it was very, the logistics were confusing. They kept cutting to the car, but I didn't know where the car was. Yeah. I didn't know why the guy turned a car on and left it running for him somewhere. I didn't understand that. I didn't know why there was an underground garage on like, just like a jazz place that was on the street. I didn't understand it. He's in the garage. He sees bats flying in the garage and he turns around and the elevator opens. It's lit up red and the bat lady's in it. So Ooh. she's somehow like evil hell of it's a elevator <laughs> but um psh. he starts screaming sailor moon who's been coming down the stairs looking for him is like oh shoot so she goes running in and once again like a civilian girl shows up and the bad guy's like guess i gotta leave and she leaves <laughs> what? she's about to murder the dude with her evil fingers sailor moon shows up a, a, again a child shows up and goes hey what's going on and the bat lady takes off. Oh no, the o- the only two weaknesses I have. <laughs> Humans running and more than one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I thought, oh, she, she thinks she's Sailor Moon or Sailor Moon's going to fight her. No. So then we cut to Sailor Moon in the car with this dude. So now we have this dude with a 14-year-old in the car with him. Very concerning. I thought that might be some of what they cut this episode for was because she like goes to a bar and talks to a stranger. Although my theory is you could have fixed this by just, like, rewriting him as, like, oh, it's my Uncle Greg, who's a jazz musician. (laughs) Right. And, like, I don't think it would be that hard to make it, like, a non-alcoholic music It wasn't even clearly an alcoholic bar. Yeah. I mean, they had to do disguise to get in, so I guess that implies something. In Buffy, they've got the, what's that place called, where it's basically a bar, but they say it's a coffee shop. And they've even got concerts and everything. It looked more like a fancy restaurant. Because, you know, like the diner, kind of like where they got the little tables and the guy on the stage. Maybe they were concerned about all this weird stuff with the adult love story and the child. Maybe they just cut it for the same reason in your episode where mystery reason. She's in the car with this dude. And you know something I found really interesting about this episode is she basically has this whole conversation with this dude who I think, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure he just knows she's Sailor Moon by the end. And like she's talking to him. She's, she's like, I'm a warrior. This is where she's like, I'm a warrior of love and justice. He's like, why are you helping me? And this is as Sailor Moon that she's saying this? No, she's still in her regular thing, but he's going to see her transform at some point and save him. So, like, there's just this dude, this jazz musician in the world who just knows who Sailor Moon is. And I love that. Yeah, but he's just focused on jazz. When you think about it, there's not really any good reason she needs to keep her identity secret. 
so it's kind of cool that she just like yeah hi i'm a i'm a i don't know why he believes her early on right. but uh she's like yeah i'm a i'm a warrior of love and justice and he's like cool i'll take this 14 year old with me <laughs> i mean i guess he's there's a monster now so yeah they go to the recording studio I think at this point they figured out something's going on. And I think the lady did actually get the tape away from the guy. Oh, okay. Because when we cut to the recording studio, he's going in to like check on his girl. He's worried about this lady going to the recording studio. There's already bats in the room and everyone's asleep because I guess the bats can put people to sleep, but she still can't deal with random people. So I don't understand her power set. Yeah, that makes no sense. Everyone's asleep, including his girlfriend. The evil lady's there. Luna is at multiple points in this episode, a badass and just like charges in and deals with things. So in this case, she jumps the lady and gets the tape away. Yes. We love it. Really good. Um, And then there's like a start of a fight scene, but then they, Usagi transforms, start of a fight scene. Again, I don't know how she knew, but she grabs the one lady and takes her hostage. And she's like, with her creepy nails, she's like, I'm going to murder this girl if you don't give me the tape back. Because she's again, she's lost the tape again. Wow. That's like three times. <laughs> She's really bad at her job. <laughs> I didn't understand this next part, but Usagi, like, I think tossed her the tape. The man ran for the lady. And then Luna again jumped and got the tape back. So I didn't quite understand what was happening. Just a really good partner communication. They all seem to be on the same page. So the man got the girl. Luna got the tape again. Usagi just threw the tape to the bad guy, I think. And the monster jumps out of a fifth floor window and runs off. <laughs> and Luna's like, quick, go after her. And they're looking at the window and I'm like, is she going to fly? Is she going to jump? Can Sailor Moon do this? The answer is they're not going to explain to us because they're just going to cut to Sailor Moon. <laughs> the bad guys run away and then Sailor Moon's in front of her like a freaking cartoon character. They're just outside on some sort of stage and Sailor Moon has gotten in front of her and now they're going to have their fight. This is another fight scene where nobody shows up to save Sailor Moon and... Sailor Moon instigated this fight and tracked down this bad guy herself, and she jumps, she solves it so cleverly. It was really cool. So the bad guy starts using these waves of sound to fight her, and Luna's like, Luna calls them ultrasonic waves, and Sailor Moon goes, what? What the heck is that? And then she goes, oh, I know, it's noise. And she looks at a microphone, and she takes the microphone and throws it and uses it to reverse and amplify the sound waves back at the monster oh. and takes her out. Yes. So smart. We also get the line, Hayden, the father of music, would be really mad. And Luna goes, don't you mean Bach? And she's like, you're messing me up, Luna. <laughs> so she switches it, too. Yeah. Who's the father of music? I don't know. I mean, I think music existed long before any of those composers were born. Yeah. They evaporate the bad guy with her tiara. This bad guy just had a bad run the whole way through, and I feel bad for Did her. Did the monster lady also have a glowing spot where her weakness was no she just as soon as the tiara got thrown at her she evaporated into dust so maybe that was just a one and done yeah we i mean i guess you didn't need a weak spot because she was really bad at her job yeah. <laughs> gg easy we we finished the episode with two cute scenes we cut to uh the guy with it the girl he likes and she's like, oh my God, that was so brave of you. She's like, what if you'd hurt your hand? You wouldn't have been able to play the piano again. Aww. And he goes, but if you'd been hurt, I wouldn't have been able to play the piano again. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's so cute. So they, they, you know, they have their little moment of connecting. And then we cut to Molly and Sailor Moon hanging out in their room again, listening to music. And Molly's sad because she's like, oh, that guy got married. Oh, that was fast. Immediately, I guess. Yeah. Sailor Moon's like, yeah, but it's really cool. He's such a nice guy and blah, blah, blah. She's really cheerful about it. And Molly's like, you're talking like you know him. And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. And she's looking at the cover and his next music has Sailor Moon on the cover. Ah! He wrote songs for her. That's so cute. It was so fucking cute. I just got chills. Why did I get chills? <laughs> That's really cute. You know, it was a really good episode. I mean, leaving aside the weirdness of like the kid hanging out with the adult the whole time. I really liked it. It was super solid. That's the end, by the way. That's all I got to say. I feel like they could have easily translated this. Like they could have even made that guy seem younger and be like, oh yeah, he's like a big, he's a star, right? Well, then I guess he couldn't get married if he's still in high school. I just think you could have, like I said, just be like, this is my uncle. Yeah. This is my dad's friend from work. Maybe they don't want to encourage kids, but like, oh, hey, Uncle Greg, like who is a jazz musician and I've never met, but whatever. <laughs> might have been a little tricky but I think they could have done it I think they could have but yeah I think you're right that it's probably something to do with her a child getting into a car with an adult man who's a stranger and then maybe the bar but other than that 
why? And then again, maybe sort of like yours, maybe there wasn't a good reason. Maybe they just were like, we want to skip along. Probably. I mean, they really didn't have a whole lot of faith in this show. Maybe they thought it was too serious of a plot for kids to like. I mean, the bats were cool. Maybe they thought it was too scary. Bats were too scary. Very scary bats. I'll bet that that's part of it. The monster was pretty scary in this one. She had some good imagery. Yeah, so that's probably... She was really bad at her job, but she was really good at aesthetics. Like, she she was like, I can't do anything, but I can look really scary. I'm going to look good not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend watching it just to go see the visuals uh, because I really enjoyed it. We don't have... Sailor says for either of these. Oh, we do yeah. Sailor says at the end. We yeah. have to do our moon memories first. Ooh, yes. Which would be our moon memories? I'm going to do a moon memory Ooh. that isn't really about Sailor Moon. Okay. I'm going to talk about CD players <laughs> and portable music yeah. players because that flashed me back so hard was right in that time period, 90s. Mm-hmm was when it went from like everyone had cassette tapes and we had a little cassette player that we could like record and and erase on and and it was fun to play with as kids but then everyone was into cds and i was never into music as a kid but it was like people were supposed to be into music and cds were supposed to be a big thing so for probably around my 16th birthday 13th birthday probably 13 yeah but i was like i need a cd player and i need you know like and it wasn't even like a portable CD player at that point. It was like a little like boombox CD player. And then later you would get the little Walkman portable CD player, which man, those skipped like crazy because oh man, the little spinny thing did not do well in there. And the reason I remember, so because I was like, I want some CDs. I want the CD player. And my parents were like, what kind of music do you want? I'm like, I don't fucking know what music <laughs> is. I don't know. And my friend who had a CD player had played the, I want to say the Alanis Morissette CD yeah. for me. And so I was like, I need that one. And I also got the Cardigans, and I got one other one that was a guy band that I can't think of the name of. And those were my first three CDs. Yeah, like, there was another one that you also had. Might have been Savage Garden, but I think I got that one later. What was the one that was, like, Drops of, maybe it was Drops of Jupiter or something? Like, something about swimming in an ocean? I don't know. I, I can't, I could probably figure it out, but it's been a while. I will say that... The one funny thing about the Atlantis Moore set was one, there was a soundtrack on there that was the one I would play really loud when I was mad at my parents to express that I was mad at my parents. <laughs> and also there was a line in there where she said, bitch, and I had to like turn it down real quiet or like be very shocked about it. We'd all whisper amongst ourselves. And that is the I'm a bitch, I'm, I'm a lover, lover, I'm a child. Oh, I remember that. So I remember when that song came out. It's a good song. Yeah. And everybody was singing it in school, like in fifth or sixth grade or something take home about that was just like it was weird to be like I'm just going to choose to sort of acquire this hobby or do this thing because it's what everyone else was doing but I was so completely disconnected from knowing or caring about music that it was just sort of like buy me music (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love that and I really didn't get into music until I mean I listened to the radio occasionally but I really wasn't into music until I got an iPod Right when they were really, really new, yeah. I won one, like, for graduation in yeah. high school for, in some drawing. It's, like, the only thing I've ever won in my life. <laughs> and it was really cool. Like, no one had them. At the time, like, MP3 players were starting to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why do you need this really fancy MP3 well, player? Well, didn't you still have the little disc, too, on the, some of those? And then the iPod came out and broke all of that. Yeah. Well, it was like people would do the little MP3 player. And it was like, this is just a fancy MP3 player. Why do you need it? But then it was really cool. And it became this huge thing. And yeah. it, like changed the way everyone approached music and that was around when like Napster before that the kind of illegal music download iTunes making it legal and iPods were like what made me start understanding music oh man I loved my iPod I didn't get one until later in college and I loved that thing but I had to like replace the battery by myself which was annoying because you know Apple doesn't let you repair I was going to say, is that even possible to do? Apple's to like, no, it. you can't open this. Yeah. I got like a wow. kit from online to do it. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't even know you could open those things. I saw It was hard. Over here. I'm not sure that I actually was able to fix it. <laughs> I was looking over here because I actually still have my original iPod somewhere. I mean, yeah, it isn't it work, like this but I have big? It. <laughs> yeah, it's like this big. It's like white. It has like, but it's very strange looking. So my take home was just like CDs were weird. <laughs> and portable CD players were weird. Yeah. And music was just a whole different approach back then. Like, going over to your friend's house so that they could play you, like, a song was, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, maybe it still is. I don't think it is anymore, really. I think because you would just text someone, like, here's yeah. a link. Yeah, yeah, you're, like, just... And you share music still, but it's just a different a different way. You aren't making people yeah. mixtapes. I remember making yeah. CDs 
of my illegally downloaded music oh, from yeah. Napster and half of them were missing the songs and you would make a CD and handwrite what was on it and give it to a friend and be like, I made you this CD for your birthday. I used to draw on those too. Yeah, they were super fun. I still have uh, like a soundtrack on my on my music library that says like my brother's name because it was the CD he put together for me. Aww. So the album is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do a CD memory. Um, slightly different because it's not just a music CD. I think Later in high school, I was able to load all of my pictures, like all of my anime photos and things that I would use for little fan websites onto a CD or I guess maybe a DVD because I used it as storage, I suppose. You could print off these little designs on like a sticker, like a CD sticker. I still have it in my garage. Stick actually. it on. Yeah, and stick it on. So I have one. I don't have anything that can like load this <laughs> CD anymore. But I have it as part of my stuff from growing up that my parents dumped at my house. So I know that there's like a ton of memories on there, but I don't. Is it a music CD or a data CD? I think it's a data CD. Because the other thing at the time was we were just transitioning from the little tiny floppy disks that were like this big mm -hmm. or hard disk, whatever they called them. And they could hold like a megabyte <laughs> megabytes or something crazy and like i remember that when you had to move if you couldn't move all your stuff from your computer but when yeah. you wanted to move some stuff from a computer you'd get like eight of those and you could get some of your stuff and then they they cds held so much more data so everyone wanted to be able to use those you could get a, a thing that would burn cds and do read write cds but the problem was they were really unreliable yeah like notoriously like you'd put something on there and it would break or glitch because they're not really good. And then after that, they came out with flash drives. The CD read-write thing. So not only would you give your friends, like, music on CDs, but you give them, like, data on you. Yeah. Like, here, I made you, I burned you the CD. I'm going to see if I can get the stuff off that CD, because I still have it, and I want to see what's on there. I was going to say, I thought I had a CD drive, but I'm not positive I have a CD drive currently. I wonder if I saved my fan fiction on there. That would be nice. All mine's still on FFNet up until it gets... That place... Okay, let me sit very, and we'll talk about fanfiction in another episode, but fanfiction.net is about to die. Everyone's on AO3 now. It's way better. It's way nicer. Talk about that. But FFNet, the last time I went on it, did you know they've added a whole bunch of ads? Like about every paragraph, there'll be another banner ad as you're trying to read a story. That's why they're about to die. It is so sketchy. It's probably also loaded with like tracking bugs and stuff, but it's real sketchy. I wish, just wish I could remember my screen name. I might. Oh, you changed screen names so a much. Lot. I'm not sure I would know yours. Because you would have a new one like every month or two. I did. <laughs> that's part of my um, ADHD, I guess. Because that's how I could find mine. Because I had three that I ever used. I might be able to find yours if I followed it on my account. Oh, you probably did. Oh, I definitely see at least one of these is you. Ooh. And this other, I don't know if these other two are you. But one of these is you. And has at least one, one fic on it. Okay, I'm going to send you this okay. link. Okay, yay! So before we, we poke at this too much longer, let's do our, our wrap-up. And I think that what we should do is each of us, maybe for our own episode or for the other episode, we do a Sailor Moon Says. I, I feel real confident about doing one All for right. yours. It's Sailor Moon Says, don't do crack. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it smells good. Just because something smells really good doesn't mean you should put it up your nose. And don't look the crack in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it gets you. Yeah. All right, mine is Sailor says, don't get into cars with strange men. <laughs> Good. Unless it's Uber and, and it's actually your Uber driver. <laughs> Always check that your Uber driver looks like your Uber driver in the picture and that they're not being followed by a creepy lady with long fingers. And if you need a tape from someone, don't be afraid to kill more than one person to get your job done. That's the real tragedy here is the unlocked or the the locked potential of this monster you know she really just didn't rise to the occasion i mean maybe just go into modeling if you have like cool bat effects yeah and don't go into murder because it, right. you don't seem to want to do it or filmmaking like special effects i mean she's got Ooh. bats on lock so options you have options lady well not anymore because she's dead well <laughs> you had options lady yeah then she got dusted. It's just sad that she didn't know that those options were available to her. I think that this underground cult seems to really treat its people as expendable. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. Jedi is the worst general ever because he never follows his people into battle. <laughs> He's always... He does. He does. He just doesn't do the battle. Well, he... 
you know what? He's only done it once. He did do a fight once. One time. Yeah. And then he did the time where he, but yeah, he normally just bails and leaves yeah. the other people to die. The only time he's joined in the fight was the radio show one. And that was amazing because he kicked ass. Also, that lady was so on top of things. I think she would, I think she had him thinking she was his boss. Like, yeah. I really think she like confused him into just going, because yeah, you're right. That's the only time he helped out. And it was because she was a badass. Do you think that he's just scared now of a little girl? And that's why. I think he's just realized that that's not his job description. He just delegates. <laughs> that I mean, that's management, yeah. right? Is delegating. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good manager, I guess. As, aside from making some uh, questionable hires. So they've been almost about to get enough energy for like seven episodes now. Do you think they ever will get enough energy? Like, do they lose energy if they don't get it all at once or what? Because remember that time when they were like, we're going to drain the rest of this teacher's energy. We'll drain her to death and we'll have enough. And then they didn't get to drain her to death. And now they've had like three more episodes of draining energy. They must lose it. Is that teacher secretly super powerful? Ooh. I think the power of her sad loneliness and desire for love is probably what would have made that work for her. I think Mrs. H might be like a lost like planetary deity that we just never learn about. Yeah. Maybe we're (laughs) all lost planetary deities. (laughs) Yes. Let's put that on a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Which lost planetary deity are you? (laughs) That's the BuzzFeed quiz. Well, I guess we should sign off on this one. Next week, join us for episode seven slash episode four. (laughs) So you want to be a superstar. Or, in the Japanese version, Usagi learns her lesson. Becoming a star is hard work. Aww. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Have a nice time, and we'll be back for therapy. Yay! All right. Bye.